Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, hello, everybody. It's Wednesday morning. We got another episode here of Fun Marianne Adventures. <laughs> fun for who? Let's face that. <laughs> I mean, we have fun listening to everything that you've been through. What, what have you experienced? <laughs> um, over the years, some of them has, have been fun. I, I have to admit, it mm -hmm. was like, after I do some houses nowadays, it's like, boy, I wish these were the good old days because it was a lot easier back then. And I think it was only easier because I didn't know as much. Oh, yeah. Ignorance is blessed. That's, is that's exactly right. And this next story, I, this was a story that made me very sad. Oh. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, you'll see how it ends, but, and this one is called Birth Hopes, and you'll see why. I had just gotten one of my very first jobs when I was 16 years old. And at our local city pool, I was a lifeguard or worked in the concession stand or clean lockers or whatever needed done, washed off the decks, whatever you had to do. But it was just so exciting to be at the pool all day long when I was 16 years old. It was great fun. And I didn't have much experiences with ghosts then because all grandma kept doing at this point was taking me to funerals. Sometimes a paisan's house or, but, but mostly funerals. And, but that didn't make any difference. I could still see earthbound spirits everywhere I looked. And I could see them at the pool too. There was one there that was a lady ghost and she was about 23 or 24 years old. Very, very pretty. Um, and she was wearing a bathing suit. And this was like 1963-64. It was very modest compared to our bathing suits today, let me tell you. I mean, it wasn't as quite as a flapper, but there was a lot of material. They don't make bathing suits like that now with that much material. And But it looked very nice on her. It, and that proved something to me when I think back to it now. Even if you have more material, you can still look sexy. You don't have to show everything. There's my old age talking, folks. Well, you know, now what companies would say, um, if you had more material, they would be like, well, that's a waste. We don't need it. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, but they charge you 10 times more for the no material bathing suit than they did the one that was a full bathing suit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, okay. And then, of course, there were earthbound spirits that came in with the parents that brought their kids. There were quite a few ghost kids there. But again, kids like kids, whether they're alive or dead. So, again, that didn't surprise me. But there was one little girl. Her name was Betsy. 
She was five years old. And her mom brought her to the pool, weather permitting, oh, four or five times a week. And there was a boy, and he looked to me to be around seven years old. And he was really dressed recent. I mean, he didn't look like he died a long time ago. But sometimes he was so mean to Betsy. I mean, I would watch and he would, if she was standing close to the pool, he would push her in or he would splash her or go in the water and pull her under. Uh, he, he, he was really mean to her. And I mean, he would walk up to her if she was drinking and it hit the bottom of her cup so that the, it would. And I'm thinking. He even broke the hand, uh, the the thing to carry the pail, the handle on the pail. He even broke that. But the thing that fascinated me was that every time he did something like that, the mother yelled at Betsy. Why are you so careless? Get that towel out of the puddle. How can you keep slipping into the pool? Can't you hold on to your... Your drink, your juice, you have to spill it all the time. This little girl was just so sad. And, and I thought, I'm watching this little boy. Every time the mom scolded her, he laughed and laughed. He, and he went home with them and he came back with them. He was always with them. And I really wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. I mean, I didn't want him messing with this little girl, but I, I, I thought I got to talk to grandma. That's she'll give me my answer. So I went to my grandmother's house and I told her about everything. I told her everything I just told you. And she looked at me and I said, what should I do? Should I talk to the mom? Should I talk to the little boy? What should I do? And here's, the statement grandma gave me. It is not your problem. Don't ask any questions. Don't get involved. You don't get involved unless you're asked. And here we are 70 years later. If you don't ask me, I don't tell you. It hasn't changed one little bit. So it was a break. It was the 15 minutes before the top of the hour. That's when everybody had to get out of the pool. And it was a joke. Let's see who's still at the bottom. Never happened. And so I was at the concession stand. And Betsy was walking up to me with this little boy standing right behind her. And she was holding so tight the ticket to buy a juice. She, they didn't use money then. The parents would buy tickets and the kids could use tickets at the concession stand during the day. So she was holding this ticket so tight in her little hand. And she came up and she said she wanted an apple juice. And the little boy standing right next to her. And I handed her her apple juice. And didn't he knock it right out of her hand? And she was so surprised. 
I, I know she she stood there trying to figure out how she did that. I, I know she did. And of course, mom was watching. And mom comes beating feet over to us. And she says to Betsy, she goes, can't you even hold your juice without spilling it? And I looked at the mom and I said, I, I think it was an accident. And she said, oh, she just does accidents all the time. She said, I, 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 I don't know what I'm supposed to do with her. She's just so naughty all the time. And the boy was laughing so hard because she was not scolding just Betsy, but she was complaining to me about her. And Betsy just kept her head down, her eyes down, and she just walked with her mother back to the towels. And the little boy started to follow him, and I had had just about enough. I went, hey. And he turned around and he looked at me and I said, you. He said, you could see me? And I said, I sure can. I said, why are you so mean to that little girl? And he said, that's my sister. I said, your sister? He said, yes. And I said, I, why, why are you dead? And he said, I don't know. He says, I was like two years old and I got really, really, really sick. And they kept putting bags with blood in me. And so I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was in the hospital a lot. and. And so all of a sudden, mommy and daddy said, Bruce, his name was Bruce. And he said, I didn't understand till I was a little bit older, but mommy and daddy had Betsy because somehow her bones could make me well. So now I'm sitting here, I'm 16 years old, trying to figure out what the heck this kid's talking about. And in it dawned on me, he must have had some kind of a blood disorder. And, and I'm going to guess they had a baby for her bone marrow. And I said, okay. And I said, so you have a, now a baby sister. And he said, yes. And he said, and when she got to be, she was still a baby, but when she got to be a little bit bigger, they took her to the hospital and they did all kinds of tests on her too. And whatever she was supposed to do to help me, it didn't work. And I said, it didn't work. He said, no. He says, I don't know. He said, as I was, the older I was getting, I was understanding more. He says, but mommy was so, so mad at Betsy. I said, she was mad at Betsy? Why? Because her body couldn't help my body. 
I went, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this lady is crazy. And I said, okay. And I said, what about your dad? He says, no, dad was a little bit better. But it, when Bessie would cry, mom would say, Bruce never cried that much. And she would just shut the door and let Betsy cry in the crib and cry and cry because she didn't care. And she would take Betsy's toys away from her if she didn't put them away. And she would hide them from her. Apparently this mom was, I says, did mom hit Betsy? She said, no. But you know what? There's other forms of abuse. I was going to say mother of the year right there. Like, yeah. Piece um, of work. Yeah. Piece of work. And I said, well, I said, what do you think? I says, and so why do you think that you have to be mean to Betsy just like your mother is mean to Betsy? And he says, yeah, but he says, mom seems happy when she's yelling at Bessie. So I'm just trying to make mom happy. And I said, you know, when you died, Bruce, I says, and there was a, the funeral and you were in the casket. He said, yeah, I remember. And I says, and you saw yourself in the casket. He said, yes. And I says, and where were mommy and daddy? He said, they were crying. Mommy was crying and crying and crying. I said, where was Bessie? He said, she said, I don't know. Grandma came over and dressed her and then brought her to the funeral. But I don't know where she was. Somebody always had her. They never gave her to mom. And I said, oh, and he said, you know what I heard? I said, no, what did you hear, Bruce? He says, I heard her tell my father. No. How did he say it? I heard her tell my daddy that she was wished that Betsy was where I was and I was where Betsy was. And I said, you know why your mom said that? He said, yes, because she was sad she was never going to see me again. And I said, yes. And I said, Bruce, I said, do you have a grandma and grandpa? Two grandmas and grandpas? He said, no. He says, I have two grandmas. And I said, and what happened to your grandpas? He said, the one grandpa I didn't have, I, I never saw. He said, he was dead before I was alive. And I said, okay. And I said, what about the other grandpa? He says, that's Grandpa Bruce. I said, oh, his name is Bruce too. He said, yes. He says, Grandpa Bruce, my dad is Bruce, and I'm Bruce number three. I said, there you go. Okay, then. Let's keep this rolling. And he said, I said, so didn't you see anybody in the light that you knew? He says, yeah, Grandpa Bruce was there. I said, why didn't you go see Grandpa Bruce? He said, oh, he said, mommy was so sad. And she kept saying, I don't want you to go. I want you to be here. He said, so I stayed. I, I, and, and he said, I, I, just, I, I just didn't go with grandpa. He said, I stayed with mom. And I said, 
you know, Bessie's getting older every day. He said, I know. She's almost as old as I was when I died. And I said, okay. I said, are you tired of being mean to her? And he said, well, I'm not, well, yeah, maybe a little bit. And I said, okay. I says, when Grandpa Bruce was alive, what did you do with Grandpa Bruce? He says, oh, he was fun. He would take me ice skating and we went to the carnival and he taught me how to fish. I said, so you had a good time with Grandpa Bruce? He said, yes. And I said, how much fun did you have with your dad when you were alive? He says, oh, I couldn't do. He, he said, dad was always working. If I wanted to do something and I felt okay, Grandpa Bruce took me. I said, okay. I said, do you like playing with Betsy's toys? He said, they were okay when she was small. But he, he says, now she's got dolls and dollhouses and I don't like stuff like that. And I said, so what happens if I make that bright white light and you go into it and see Grandpa Bruce so that he could take you to all these places again? And he looked at me. He said, he can do that? I went, oh, yeah, because he's in a real special place. Only special people get to go there. He said, and I'm special. I said, oh, yes, you are. And he said, what about mommy? I says, mommy will be fine. I said, when Betsy doesn't look like she's being bad all the time, mommy won't be so angry with her. And he thought about that. Remember, I'm talking to a kid that's seven years old. You know, how do you explain things to a seven-year-old? And he said, I think I can do that. I says, and mommy will be okay. He said, yeah, I think so. And I said, okay. I said, well, let me make the light and I will definitely you know, you'll see grandpa. And he said, okay. So I made the light and he stood right next to me. And I said, do you see anybody in there? And he says, yeah. He says, but I don't see grandpa Bruce. And I says, well, just wait a minute. He'll come. And he said, oh, there's that friend of my dad's that got killed in a car accident. He said, but I didn't really know him. I says, no, 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 we're going to wait for Grandpa Bruce. A few minutes later, Grandpa Bruce showed up. And, but he wouldn't go into that light until he saw Grandpa Bruce. He was pretty stubborn about that. And I don't know what happened after that. I did see Mom bringing Bessie to the pool. This was June. The pool was open until Labor Day. And so she kept bringing the kid. She started coming with a lady friend with their little girl. And Betsy started looking way, way happier. As a matter of fact, I never saw her spill anything, fall in the pool, get her towel wet, or anything else. She never went under the water, nothing. So I know she was way better with Bruce in the light. 
And I think after it was all said and done, that mom was probably happier too. I really don't, you know, the good thing was dad was nicer to Betsy, but you know what? Fathers are never home. They're at work. So she was really, you know, under the problem of their mother always, you know, just not making her happy. I I feel so bad for her. I know. I mean, she couldn't do anything right despite trying really hard. Like I just keep picturing this little kid like white knuckling everything so she doesn't drop it and to no avail. Right? And that was pretty much it. Exactly right. And and like I said, what are you supposed to do? I I'm glad you stepped in, you know. Um because I mean that poor little girl, like how, how much longer and how much worse could it have gotten? Right. So, you know, I feel bad for the mom for grieving, but then I'm also angry at her for treating her other child this way. And, you know, I don't know if you realize how common this is, but there are a lot of people that have children that are sick and need bone marrow transplants that do have a second or have another child exactly a spare kid to fix the first one. That's actually pretty common now. I, I, I almost think that's barbaric, but then again, it's not my kid that's sick. I guess you would do anything if your kid was sick and he was an only child. It's, it's, yeah, it seems a rough way to go. If you are that second and maybe even third child, like you're supposed to be the one that saves everything. And then when you don't look at how you could be treated, yeah, you know, and, and I really hope did, did uh, Bruce say whether or not Betsy knew like that was her purpose? Like, no, he didn't. I asked, I says, did Betsy know that she made your mom mad? She he said, I know. He says, I don't think so. So, and I, maybe she was waiting till she, I don't know, that mom was on a rip. She could have told her anytime, but a five-year-old wouldn't have understood it. So I I don't think that, I, I don't, I don't know. And again, who knows? I was happy that she was, looked good at the end of summer. I did not get, I, I got a, as I like, the way as my mother puts it, I got a real job the following summer. So I never saw Betsy again. <laughs> you know, because making sure people don't drown isn't a real job. Okay. Got yeah. It. No, it was her idea that you're getting a nice tan and somebody's paying you 50 cents an hour. So there you go. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, um, I, when, when I've seen lifeguards and everything, part of me, I'm like, you go, like you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. And then I also sit there and think like how many days where nothing happens, thankfully, but you have to sit there and keep watching. You can't look at your phone. You can't do any. And I'm like, I would not have that attention span. Well, I can assure you there was no phones. Right. <laughs> I mean, we still had record players and little, little little phones and or little radios that were about the size of a phone, a little mm-hmm. transistor radio. That was about it. <laughs> Come on. 
you know, uh, no, no daydreaming, no getting lost and, you know, looking yeah. at clouds and what they look like. Like I, that, that would be a mental discipline that that would be the biggest challenge for me. You right, know? right. Um, and nothing ever happened exciting like Baywatch. I mean, nothing ever went on like that ever. <laughs> so, you uh did you ever practice your Baywatch run in case you ever had to yeah do no the pool wasn't that big <laughs> and it's hard running on concrete yeah yeah you know, <laughs> I I uh my parents put me in swimming lessons you know um at Fort Campbell and there was the big indoor pool with the concrete and man if you even walk too fast that whistle was being blown and like quit running and I'm like nobody was running <laughs> Right. Yeah, but the whistles were fun. That's all we had to amuse ourselves. <laughs> well, and then, you know, how about that smell of chlorine? Like your eyes are burning and, you know, skin's falling off by the end of it if you're in there too long and you got sensitive skin like me, you know. So you gotta go shower and get that chlorine off. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why I really didn't mind sometimes having to clean the, the, the bathrooms or the, the locker rooms or whatever, you know, get you off that high chair in the sun. So, you know, it, but for a 16 year old, it was a cool job for the summer. It really was. So, and like I said, I, there were, that was the only one And and I I've listened to grandma. I mind my business. If you don't ask, I don't tell you, but there have been times over the years where I put my two cents in. There's only so much you can keep your mouth shut and, and it, you just have to say something. I'm not, and many times I've left somebody's house and I've called the police. Uh, I've called geriatric abuse. I've called child abuse. I've called animal abuse. So I've called the DEA about a room full of guns. So I tattle on people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, I'm glad you did step in here because that poor little girl, like how, how far could that have escalated if that anger and grief just kept going? I wondered if when she turned the age that Bruce died, I wonder if that would have been some kind of a catalyst that would have just sent her over the edge. Now you're the same age you can go to. I, I, I don't know. I could almost see that. Especially since you weren't the miracle that you were supposed to be. This expectation that I placed upon your shoulders without you having a say about it. Um, and you failed, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you stepped in. Um, yep. if, if you would have not, I'm like, I, I would have practiced my Marianne eye roll right at you. See, <laughs> 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 okay. especially with kids. Cause I know how you are with kids and I'm yeah. like, oh, no. you, you, it you can't be that. done like that. No, 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 no. And that's, and, and, and the times I do step in, it is mostly because of children. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kids um, are animals, one or the other. I so, mean, like, how can they defend themselves, right? They, well, that's they, it. You you help the ones that you can help, and the other ones you hope get out of the jam they're in. What can I say? Yeah. Well, this it's got a slightly good ending because you know you stepped in, you got rid of uh, the little troublemaker. Yeah. I was shocked though when you was like, "Well, that's my sister," and I'm like, "You little such and such, like." Come on. That floored me when he said, it was like, I, I was, and then I looked at him and I looked at Betsy and I thought, yeah, I bet they are brother and sister. They, I never saw the resemblance when he was being naughty. And then I saw it and I'm thinking, wow, 
But see, people make this mistake. When you have a child that has been diagnosed with something incurable, I have to tell you, parents let their kid do anything that they want except kill a sibling. What are you going to do, yell at a kid that's dying? Of course not. And if that kid doesn't pass over or go into the light, they're going to have that same ratty, entitled personality that they learned from their parents for the last six months when they were dying. And it doesn't change. I, I'd like to think that I would say something to a misbehaving, but but very thankfully, like I don't have to worry about that. Right. Um, and I'm glad I don't. I'm very thankful. My my I would say mini me, but it looks nothing like me. I got left out of this equation somehow, but that he's, you know, physically healthy and you know. No, and I don't think people realize when you have a healthy child how lucky you are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's because I get too many funeral calls for children, and I, you're never supposed to live longer than your child in my world. Never. Exactly. Um, and I think that's why maybe the mental health, like when, you know, young people commit suicide, it, it seems so much, and I don't know, because I haven't had to live through either. Um, but I, I would think that that's a little harder, because you can't see that coming, maybe, depending on right. you know how this happens. So um, it, it's so detrimental. And our country needs a better system for handling our young people and their the mental health you know, physical health could still use some improvement, but definite mental health needs, needs some work. Um, I just wondered if Bruce made it and the bone marrow transplant worked, if that was the case. But again, that long ago, I, they have it down to a science now. I'm sure it was hit and missed back 45 years ago. So, you know, I'm sure that has something to do, but I just think that if Bruce had lived, the kid would have been like a princess then. Betsy would have been a princess for saving Bruce. Mm -hmm. It's like just one little thing that didn't happen just wreck, could wreck a life. Well, and I'm sure then um, they also didn't have the donor lists, you know, like they do now. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, she could have she had a completely different the princess who could do no wrong. So then you'd have two kids running around doing whatever they wanted. And do, right? <laughs> you had two little brats to yell at Marianne. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so glad my girls are growing and gone. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they always, they come back to visit. You've oh, yes, they do. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, well, thank you everybody for, um, listening along and i i'm glad we had a, a slight uptick it's not not as sad as what i was worried about in the beginning when you're like you'll see why and i'm like oh no <laughs> oh but no. you know what i hate to say this but there's going to be one of those every now and again because that's life yeah that's true and that's true. I, I like happy as much as anybody else but it's it's not always that way. Sometimes happy isn't what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, isn't always, always possible and easily done, unfortunately. That's right. That's right. So everybody have a really good week. Yeah, catch us uh, 
live Wednesday mornings on all the socials, YouTubes, uh, Twitch, Facebook pages, sometimes Instagram when technology wants to work with us, even when it's not a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can ask questions uh, live about either the podcast episode that you just listened to. Uh, if you have questions about the TV show, Marianne uh, was consulted to and was inspired by her, which was the ghost whisperer. And I uh, just come hang out and ask questions, but you can catch us live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. Great. Thank you everybody. And uh, catch us on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.